We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back, score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch, or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined every Monday by Benny Ricciardi as we get rolling with the latest preseason edition of our show. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS and find me hosting the Fantasy Hoops Insider Podcast over at TheFantasyHoopsInsider.com. Benny, what's going on, my man? Not too much. Um, sitting here waiting for Monday Night Football to see how the NFL games worked out this weekend, and then uh, probably gets ready to throw some lineups in and play some preseason basketball. I got a season-long draft coming up at the end of the week, so a lot going on in uh, all sports right now. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we're, we're approaching that point where we're going to have, um, I think, some maybe DFS overlap on all four fronts, so that's going to be very cool. I'm waiting for DraftKings to put out some preseason NBA. They were all about it. They were about about it with uh, the football. So get in there, DraftKings. Get that stuff going. You know, we want to we want to play some. I, I want to play some Seth Curry for 36 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now would be the time to do that. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> yes, it would. I want to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now. I'm sorry, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball podcast and the Rotowire DFS podcast. By the way. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, quick plug for our show uh, coming up uh, later on this week where you can check out Benny and I three times a week uh, talking all things DFS football. Uh, but So both shows are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. So on tap today, Benny, we're going to cover the, all the latest training camp uh, fantasy NBA news and break down our top five rankings by position heading into the NBA season. 
Uh, but before we do that, um, have you ever been uh, staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team? Uh, but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to do so. Now you can on the all-new No Halftime app, Benny. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron or LeBron versus Melo or Trout versus A-Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges is even easier. No halftime challenges uh, can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. So join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No Halftime, where fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, Benny, uh, let's go ahead and get into the latest news happening. It's blight news uh, coming into this Monday. It's a bunch of just odds and then some nicks to pay attention to, but not anything terribly serious. James Harden has a uh, injured knee contusion uh, that he suffered on so- Sunday's preseason loss. No update, but it does not appear to be uh, serious. Uh, he said it's something he's played through in the past, so we're waiting uh, additional information, uh, but he should be okay going forward. Uh, Damon Lillard has an ankle injury. He will not play on Monday. Monte Ellis also sprained his knee, so he's doubtful for Tuesday's action. Uh, Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor uh, are both have some knee injuries, and Noel's suffering a little bit of a sore back, so they're going to be sitting out on Monday's game. Uh, Derek Rose, uh, some good news here. This is probably one of the most relevant pieces of news. Uh, did return to practice on Monday, but he has not cleared for uh, action or for contact. So maybe now it's tension that he actually makes it for week one. Uh, Kevin Love has uh, been practicing five on five. He said he feels really good, so he seems to be uh, potentially on track for the opener. Uh, Ricky Rubio, surprise here. This is one of the, you know, uh, I guess iron horses of uh, of the fantasy game here. He's injured once again, has a quad injury, won't practice on Monday, and will not play against the Raptors. So, but he did return to practice, so apparently it's not too serious. And then wrapping up the last pieces of news here, Anna Flau has a hamstring. He's doubtful for the week. So that seems to be a little bit more serious, and the uh, Washington Wizards have decided that Nene will be will coming up will be coming off the bench. So probably off the radar in most standard leagues. Are you touching uh, Nene anywhere here anytime soon? Um, not unless I mean basically he's a guy who does put up pretty good numbers for you know when you when you look at his forty eight minute stats. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean last year it was the same way. He wasn't getting a ton of minutes out there. And anytime a guy's not getting a ton of minutes, you know, his stats are going to take a hit. So, I mean, if you're in a really deep, maybe a, you know, 14-team league and you're getting down there, you know, he might not be a bad guy to throw in there for some rebounding help. Um, but, I mean, he's a late-round kind of flyer guy. I don't I don't see much upside with him. Yeah, I, I'm going to be avoiding him for the most part unless uh, you, you play really deep rosters or maybe Dynasty or something else like that where you're going to be rostering a ton of guys and there won't be a lot of waiver wire movement. Um, in that aspect. Another guy, too, who's they need to cap their minutes because he has problems staying healthy. All right, so that's the latest pieces of news here. Now we're going to go um, position by position, and I'll throw it over to Benny first. We'll start over at p- point guard, and Benny will break down his top five for the 2015-2016 fantasy season. So let's kick it off at point guard, Benny. Uh, who tops your list? All right, well, let me let me do it this way. I think you're going to have to start out. I think most people are going to have the same top three. Okay. Between Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. Now, where you rank them in order, um, you know, there's a little bit of debate to it. Here's my thoughts on that. I put Curry 
and first for me. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say that is, especially if you're playing season long, uh, the three-point shooting that he can get for you is something that you can't get from a ton of guys. Like he, It's kind of like stolen bases in baseball where there's only so few guys that are going to be head and shoulders above the field. And I feel like that is the thing that pushes me above um, Chris Paul and Westbrook with him for me because their other stats are all pretty similar. I mean, Steph's a guy who racks up assists. He can obviously score. Um, you know, he does grab a couple rebounds every game, gets a couple steals for you. So he fills up all those categories. So I have him number one. Um, I have Westbrook slightly ahead of Chris Paul number two. Now, the other thing I want to say is Westbrook last year was probably number one. But with Durant back, it's going to hurt his numbers a little. I still think he's going to put up huge numbers, but he's not the the one and only option anymore. So I think it's going to hurt his numbers a little bit which is why I have him a little bit below Steph. But I'm not going to argue with anybody who leaves him in first place either. Um, and by default, that would leave Chris Paul as third on my list. <clears throat> and that's not a knock against Chris Paul by any stretch of the imagination. But he also had some games last year where he didn't put up big numbers. You know, when they're in close games, he put up really big numbers. But they had a lot of blowouts and a lot of games where he was content to just kind of let um, – Blake Griffin and DeAndre uh, Jordan do their thing, and that's fine. That's what a point guard's supposed to do, but um, that's actually why I leave him in third. Now, fourth, I think, is John Wall behind them. That's who I have in fourth place, uh, especially for fantasy, because this guy can... He's basically a walking triple-double. You know, He gets rebounds for you. He always gets the assists. He's going to score his points. He can get you some steals, some blocks. Um, so I have him number four on my list. And then number five is a lot tougher for me because there was a lot of guys that I had in that same range. Um, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry, Derek Rose, you know, Kyrie Irving. Um, these are all guys that, you know, could be a stud for you in fantasy. Um, my favorite player of all those guys is actually probably Kyle Lowry. So I think I will put him up there. But again, you can make an argument for Lillard. The thing I don't like about him is with them losing in the, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, I think that team is going to be much weaker than they were last year. Um, and I don't know if Lillard can make up for all that lost production. Um, Derek Rose is always an injury issue for me. And, you know, the same thing, uh, you know, with Kyrie. Kyrie has been injured a little bit um, throughout the, the year. And also, I just feel like they play at a little bit of a slower pace. I think Toronto plays at a little higher pace. So that's why I have Lowry there. But uh, those would be the guys who I'd be considering in that range. All right, so just for the listeners, go ahead and run down your top five one more time, and I'll, I'll break down mine. Okay, so I have Steph, number one, Russell uh, Westbrook, number two, Chris Paul, number three, John Wall, number four, and a very close five through eight, but I have Lowry on top of that group. All right, fair enough. I like that list. I think my my list is very similar. To me, Curry is um, heads, heads and shoulders uh, number one for just a pure efficiency standpoint. You're going to be a, a very good bet to win free throw percentage. He, he he shoots and hits more threes than any any point guard. And you look at seven point seven assists per game and a great assist to turnover ratio. Um, there is plus you know the fact that he's shooting forty eight point seven percent last season. So I mean a point guard who shoots close to fifty percent is just um, insane. So love him from every aspect. I don't think anybody can touch him. I'm I'm with you on the Russell Westbrook camp. I think his numbers actually take a a down tick, but I still think he's going to be super productive overall. He's probably not going to be twenty eight. 
a game, but he may be actually a little bit more efficient um, in some of the other categories, like field goal percentage, because he's not asked to carry the load uh, in a similar fashion. And maybe he gets some better uh, looks at, at, at some three-pointers uh, rather than just making 1.3 game like he did last season. So he's my number two. I think I have to rate him over Chris Paul, although, although Chris Paul is a better assister and uh, has a much better assist-to-turnover ratio and has a free-throw percentage similar to Curry's. I think that Chris Paul were just... Every season you watch him, he's just like a little bit older. I think he's... Um, I want to say slightly on the down part of 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 his career. Like he's still in his prime, but on the downside of the prime, if that makes sense to you. Um, we're looking at Chris Paul now. What, what is this? His tenth year in the league. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So this is his eleventh year. He's played uh, ten seasons in the NBA. That's a lot of wear and tear on the on on a point guard. And he's always played consistently heavy heavy minutes, like thirty four, thirty five, thirty six plus. And they really haven't done a, a whole a whole lot behind him. I mean, Jamal Crawford plays point guard, but he's really a two. So there's not a ton in, of an insurance behind him. So uh, I just have concerns about his ability to consistently play healthy. Last year, he did play 82 games, but before that, it was 62 games, 70 games, 60 games. So I don't really feel like he's a good bet for 75-plus uh, with every year that he gets older. So I have him ranked third. It's Like I said, I don't want to you know knock the guy too much. He's still an elite point guard, but... I'll, I'll take the younger and more explosive Russell Westbrook at this point in his career. Now, we come to number four here. I like your John Wall pick, but for me personally, if you take a look at Damian Lillard's situation, he is the man, head and shoulders, clear cut. They have, it's him, and they're, they're honest to goodness, their second best score on that roster is C.J. McCollum. So you know that Damian Lillard is a super gunner, and he's going to put up a ton of points. I think Damian Lillard has a chance to be a top five scorer in the NBA this season because they're going to need that from him. Uh, for for him to stay in games and stay competitive, and he wants to shoot the ball that 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 much anyway. So, uh, mm-hmm. just like on a pure volume standpoint, I could see him just outgunning John Wall. John Wall's the more efficient point guard, and um, you know he's going to be a much better assister and a, and a better defender, so he'll generate more steals. But John Wall still shoots a like a sort of a low free throw percentage for my taste, seventy eight point five percent for his career, and still doesn't shoot enough threes. Not even one three a game he's averaging. So. I expect Damian Lillard to approach like three threes made per game um, with the, the volume that he's going to get. So, that, so Damian Lillard could actually maybe on pure volume um, make a case to get in the mix in the number two, number three spot with Russell Westbrook. We saw the, the way that Russell Westbrook just beasted because they needed him to. I think Damian Lillard can do a similar thing, but not as much from a rebounding perspective. So um, there's the way I look at that. So obviously, you know, since I have wall close four, he's my four. And then you come down to the number five spot. I do like Kyle Lowry a lot, but one concern I have about him is that he really wore down toward the end of last season. So I have concerns as to whether or not he can keep up that pace again. He, I heard that he lost weight and, um, he was sort of working it from that aspect. I think if Kyrie Irving was going to start the season healthy, then he would have been my clear cut. Um, number five choice, but since he's not, I think you have to give it to Lowry. And then I have a um, a close second tag on uh, Eric Bledsoe. Conley is also in the mix there. And then um, my dark horse to maybe com- potentially come out of this group to crack into the top 10, 8-ish is going to be Reggie Jackson uh, because I think he's going to be a guy that's going to generate a ton of volume. So um, there's, that's a guy that's not anywhere near on this list, but I just wanted to throw that name out there. So mm-hmm. there it is for my top five with a couple honorable mentions. Now let's go ahead and slide over to shooting guard. Um, this is an interesting uh, top five here with a ton of studs near the top. And then you get a little bit 
uh, you know, sort of splitting hairs once again uh, at the bottom of the five. So who do you got? All right. Well, let me let me ask a couple questions before we go through this. Sure. I have Harden as the clear cut number one. Are we considering Durant a shooting guard or a small forward on this list? See, for okay, well, some sites have him as shooting guard, small forward. Some sites I've even seen him as like small forward, power forward, which made no sense to me. Um, all right, let's. Um, I mean, let's just use Yahoo for a reference. Do you have Yahoo up right now? Um, right, I don't, but I can open it, so that would that okay. would give me a little bit more of an idea. That's. We'll just use Yahoo for clarification. So if you are um, a guard eligible on Yahoo, then we'll consider you shooting guard. Okay. Okay. And that because you I mean if uh, Yahoo is. The way I want to, the reason why I want to use Yahoo is because they're more liberal with their um, position flexibility than ESPN is. So mm-hmm. this will help us cover all the bases. And um, if you're eligible in that game, for, so for instance, Tevin Durant is not guard eligible on Yahoo, from what I can tell. Okay, uh, that's fine. I, I actually have him on the small forward list, but I just wanted to ask. Okay. For me, I think Harden is easily number one at shooting guard. Would you agree with that? I don't it, even think it's a question. It's not. It's not. Okay, so that one's first. We both got that. That's easy. Now, number two, I actually have Jimmy Butler up there. Um, a healthy Jimmy Butler put up some ridiculous numbers at the beginning of last season. So I, I like Butler a lot. I think he does it in just about every category. Um, and I think that the Bulls team has played at a little bit of a higher pace last year than people are used to seeing them at. And he's been a major beneficiary of that, um, especially with the, the huge minutes that he plays. I don't know if his minutes are going to change a little bit this year, if they're going to try to keep him a little bit fresher. But even if he loses a couple minutes, I mean, he was he played as many minutes, if not more, than almost anybody else in the league last year when he was healthy. So not really too concerned about that. Um, I do have – I actually have Eric Bledsoe down here as a shooting guard. So I have four guys for the three, four, five, six spot that I think are all guys who, you know, I could kind of interchange for myself. I like Clay Thompson with his three-point shooting ability. Um, but again, that's one of the few stats that he gives you. He doesn't do a lot else. I like DeMar DeRozan for his scoring ability. He gives you a little bit more in the you know, outside stats besides that. But um, again, not a huge situation. I really like Gordon Hayward, if you consider him a shooting guard as well. Um, he's somebody that kind of fills up all the, all the categories for you. Um, so he's somebody else I like. I don't like that they play at a, a little bit of a slower pace over there in Utah, which is something that kind of ticks him down a little bit for me, but he's not bad either. So those would be the four that I have there. If I had to rank them right now, um, I think I would go with Clay in third, uh, Gordon Hayward in – or actually Hayward in third, Clay in fourth, and Bledsoe in fifth on that list with the Rosen being my honorable mention. All right, I think that's a solid list there as well, and it's sort of ran into the same issue once you get towards the end of the top five with some close calls there. I'm with you a thousand percent on James Harden. It's not close. I think it becomes a little bit of a question because Kawhi Leonard got off to a small, a slow start, but you sort of see now that he's been shifting into like a um, the man in in uh, San Antonio type role. Here's the issue now: is that I think you could have made a case for Kawhi Leonard being the number two shooting guard if they had not acquired LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Now that they have LaMarcus Aldridge and they're going I think it's going to be more of a spread ball uh type of deal like they played you know last year's season where you know one day Tony Parker goes off the next day is Ginobili and then you have Aldridge. I still think Aldridge is going to get a ton of volume which is my main case against Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi Leonard is to to me is going to come in number 3 because he does so many things well. He's a great rebounder, uh, shoots 80% from the line, shoots is very efficient. 
um, from the field, 47.9%. And um, just, you know, chips in from assist and is one of the best uh, guys in terms of steals among the guard positions. So a lot of value overall from there, but I'm with you. Jimmy Butler has a chance to be MVP if Derek Rose will get out of his way and let him be who he is. Now that's that's the only question is, is Derek Rose going to be okay um, being Robin instead of Batman this year? So I think this is Jimmy Butler's time, and Derek Rose with his comments, and the, between that and the comments and the injury, has sort of played himself out of, I think, a little bit of favor with Chicago fans and maybe with the front office. That The only problem is, is he's a point guard, so if he wants to dominate the ball, he will just dominate the ball. And um, that could be an issue for Jimmy Butler. But having said that, for, on pure upside and overall talent, Jimmy Butler is going to be my number two. So that means I have uh, Kawhi Leonard number three. I like Clay Thompson at four. I think you have to make the case for him. He did go t- to another level. The only issue that I have from him is I want to see more rebounds and assists from him personally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but aside from that, you have such a uh, such an efficient score, and and he's a guy who's going to put up a ton of points, shoot great percentages, and make it rain from three. So he has to come in uh, among the top four. But having said that, Paul George, I would not be surprised if he comes up, comes back fully healthy and um, back to the Paul George vault. He could leapfrog Clay Thompson for the number four spot because he's a better all-around player. He's a much better rebounder, will block some, sh- block some shots. Um, he just has to get his sort of his shooting touch back and show that he's um, you know, completely back from the injury. So for the time being, I have him number four. And then you slide down um, to... Uh, I think Eric Bledsoe, who's point guard and shooting guard eligible, to me it's a very close call between him and Victor Oladipo. And then you also have Gordon Hayward in that in that mix, who's probably the best shooter of the three. So, But I actually have them ranked in that fashion, uh, five, six, seven, because I think Bledsoe, out of the three, is the best bet to be a triple-double threat. Um, he just has to f- sort of figure out um, how to fit in properly with uh, with Brandon Knight. Uh, but if, you, if, if left alone, that backcourt would just stay spot up shooter guy Bledsoe could easily make himself um you know a case to to be in the mix for the top three ahead of clay thompson and and paul george if they give him the keys to the car i I just don't know if if that's going to work out in phoenix with uh, the additions that they they made in in the offseason and with the trade for brandon knight last season so we'll see what ends up happening that's how i have my uh top five with a couple honorable mentions shaken out Mm -hmm. all right so let's go ahead and slide over to small forward uh who do you have in your top five at this position? Well, this one to me was pretty much the easiest one for me to make, although <clears throat> I actually have a couple guys that you mentioned already listed here as small forward. Mm-hmm. So first for me is Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, Durant being healthy, <clears throat> excuse me, he's on top of my list. It's not even a question. Um, number two, I have LeBron begrudgingly, okay. right. basically because I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to get, but... Based on production and talent and what he can do, he's still number two on this list for me. Number three is where I actually have Kawhi Leonard because I have him as as a small forward when I was looking through my list altogether. But I agree with everything you just said about him when you were talking about him as a shooting guard. Um, I think I might even have a little more faith in him than you do, um, You know that he's still going to be the stud that he was last year at times, even with Aldridge in town. Um, I think that he's the guy on the outside who can make things happen for them. And, again, like you said, he, he gives you stuff in every category. Very good defensive player, gets you some steals, you know, will get some rebounds for you, get some assists. <clears throat> so he's definitely somebody that's, uh, you know, solidly on this list for me. Um, number four, I actually have Draymond Green listed here, even though he's probably going to play a little more power forward this year. 
But I loved what he did last year. And now you're taking a guy like David Lee, who was, you know, eating into some of his minutes out of the mix. This is a guy that was basically putting up some huge games. And we know that that uh, Warriors team plays at such a high pace. He was getting assists. He was getting steals, blocks, rebounds. Um, basically, across the board, he was giving you every kind of stat. So I'm a big fan of him. And number five, I have Carmelo Anthony in there. Um, basically, just because of volume, you know he's going to take as many shots as he can. You know he's going to get you some threes. He's going to get you a whole ton of points. He's not going to shoot a high percentage doing it, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to get a lot of stats that way. And then my honorable mention was the guy who you mentioned, honorable mention for shooting guards, and that's Paul George. If he comes back anywhere near the player he was before he got hurt, um, you know, playing with Team USA and that injury, I mean, he was knocking on the door of being a top 10 player in the NBA when that happened. So if he can get back to anywhere near that status, he's going to be a stud this year too. All right, so if you had to slot James Harden as a small forward in that spot, where does he fit in your in, in that in that list? Honestly, because, and, and it's not a knock on Durant or Westbrook, but it's basically because with the two of them, I think neither one of them is going to have to carry the entire load. Sure. I would probably put Harden number one. Okay, I think that's that's fair for me. I, I I'm actually predicting a little bit of a breakout for Kevin Durant. I think it's revenge time, so I'm gonna actually put Kevin Durant as my number one small forward. I have James Harden too. I I won't be upset or disappointed at all if James Harden pass surpasses him. I think the assist might take a little bit of a hit um, this season with Ty Lawson in town. I hope mm. hopefully they. Put the ball in his hands and let him distribute because he's the best passer on the team, as good as Harden is. But Harden really just gets assists based on, on, on volume and the ability that he uh, and how much he dominates the ball. Just because you know eventually he's going to get doubled or two guys run at him at the three and it leaves somebody just wide open that he has to feed to. But he's, you know, five uh, seven assists a game is is nice. But um, we know that he wants he's a shoot first guy, and I feel like that number is probably definitely going to come down. So we'll we'll see how that ends up shaking out. But I wouldn't be surprised if Harden uh, ends up leapfrogging Durant in that spot. We're talking about apples and oranges here. Um, mm. You're not gonna your fantasy season is not going to like live or die because you chose Harden over Durant or vice versa. So that's the point I'm making there. So there's the one two. I've got Durant one, Harden two, uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm gonna keep at three. He's also small forward eligible. Then I'm gonna go Kawhi Leonard. So I'm gonna keep that intact. And I'm just gonna extend this a, a few spots out because we have some overlap here. Um, LeBron James comes in right behind. Um, uh, actually, you know what? I think I have to make LeBron over Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler, but Derrick Rose is a problem, and no one else is a problem in Cleveland over LeBron James. So uh, the only the only concern about you know with James and why he doesn't uh, leapfrog like somebody like uh, Kawhi Leonard necessarily is because um, you know they, the the minutes he's talking about playing and, and being rested there in games and. I think that's obviously very important, especially given the health issues that Love and Kyrie Irving have, is to, for him to have to be healthy and strong going to playoffs above everything else. I also think they need the number one seed, too, so this might be a little bit of cold water poured on that if they get onto a, a, a rough start. Um, so I, I, I think in order for the Cavs to win, they have to have home court. So I don't know if they feel the same way. We'll see how the season goes. I like Draymond Green, but I don't think I can make a case for him uh, in the mix for my uh, top five. He's top ten, but I'm but six, seven, eight. I'm gonna trust in uh, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. I think those are two very strong plays. Carmelo Anthony is gonna shoot 30 shots a game. 
like again there's just no mm-hmm. chance of that not happening and then my honorable mention here coming off the best season of his career this might be a little bit of homerish of me but he's having a really strong preseason and i think the offense he's going to be in with uh george Carl is really going to benefit him and that's rudy gay so rudy gay makes my top eight top eight nine and in top 10 with a little bit of extra scoring upside i don't think he has enough to really supersede carmel anthony and he's not enough as versatile as paul george is but i think he deserves some mention out there so i guess we're really doing like top 10 lists uh okay. instead of top five but i mean we can we can just customize it how we want as we go mm-hmm. all right so small forward complete let's move on to the power forward position here now who do you got in your top five ish well, number one, I have Anthony Davis, and I think he's far and away number one. I don't think it's even close. What he gives you in rebounds, what he gives you in block shots. That surprised um, me. Why, you you wouldn't have him number one? I, I had, um, what do you call it? I had uh, David Lee, number one overall at power forward. So, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I'm not even sure where to go with that at this point. Okay. All right. Um, so, I was like, David Lee, what did I miss here? Okay. Um, All right, so number two behind him, this is where I think you can start getting into a little bit of a discussion. I think Anthony Davis is clearly number one. Um, I have Blake Griffin listed here as number two for me. Uh, You know, career averages of 20 and 10. Um, His points were up. His assists were up. You know, he's starting to shoot the ball a little bit better, and he's been working on that, which has always been something that has kind of held him back. I still don't want him taking 15 jump shots a game. Um, but the fact that he can hit it now at least makes people have to respect it, which you know makes it easier for him to get to the basket, which is really what we want him doing anyway. Um, the reason I have him above LaMarcus Aldridge is because Aldridge signed with the Spurs this year. And when you sign with the Spurs, you tend to get popped during the season. So I have a feeling that he's going to have some games where you know, he only plays 24 minutes. I feel like he's going to have some games where... You know, he just sat because they have four games or five games and six nights or something like that. So that is why I actually have him below Blake Griffin. Um, But talent-wise, I think you could make the argument that he could belong above. Plays in an efficient offense. And people don't realize that the Spurs put up a lot of points. Like, that's not a slow-it-down kind of offense. There's a difference between, you know, being in a a slow-down kind of offense like the Grizzlies and an efficient kind of offense like the Spurs. Yes, they move the ball around, but they still put up a lot of points and get a lot of shots and a lot of good shots, too. So I'm expecting Aldridge to still have a pretty big year. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Another guy who I really like that does everything well is uh, Paul Millsap. Um, Millsap's another guy who I would have up there towards the top of this list. Now, I when I made this list, there's a lot of guys who I considered centers that are, you know, probably on the cusp of the power forward center role. So... You know, like a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, like those guys I left as as guys that I would put on my center list. So the guy who I have is number five, because somebody who I'm expecting a big year out of down in Milwaukee is uh, Greg Monroe. And the reason for that is this guy can do a little bit of everything. And now he's not stuck in a situation with Andre Drummond where he's really playing at a position. You know, not that he can't play, you know, a little more towards the outside, but He's more of a guy that you want on the high post, throwing passes, making things happen, running the offense through him, getting him the ball in a low post, letting him make moves or, you know, kick it out because he is a very good passer. So I'm expecting a big season out of him. I'm expecting him to get the lion's share of the minutes and, uh, you know, at one of the big men's spots, whether it be power forward or center. So I have him as number five on my list. 
All right, I think that's a solid list overall, and I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on the list itself for the most part, but I have a little bit of a, uh, a different take on some of these guys. So Anthony Davis won. He's a close one, just slightly over David Lee. All right, uh, just watch out for that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. But I actually do. I, d- I did talk about this on the Fancy Hoops Insider podcast that David Lee is going to be a super sleeper this year. So we're, we'll we'll talk about that. I think um, um, DJ and I on Wednesday's show for Fancy uh, Rotary Fancy Basketball, we're talking about our like our all sleeper team and um, our some of our um, you know breakout performers from that aspect. So stay tuned for that on Wednesday. But um, going back to this top five power forward list. Uh, AD1 for me um, DeMarcus Cousins on Yahoo is still considered power forward and he's actually if um, you're playing on a site like ESPN if he starts out at center I don't know what the qualification is but he eventually should get power forward eligibility because I expect that they're either going to start Costa Kufos or Willie Cauley Stein at center and he'll get the like required eligible number of games to to qualify if he doesn't qualify there in the beginning or they'll change the qualify the, the position qualification i don't know how the yahoo or espn handles that but for yahoo purposes he's already power forward eligible and so he's my number two power forward and those that's a solid one two there lamarcus aldridge i still think has to be three i don't think he's going to score 23 a game but i still think he's a good bet for 10 boards and he might actually play a little bit more defense here and and get up from one block a game like he had but just so super efficient and i think what you're actually going to see is he shot 46.6 percent but you're probably going to even see him get better shots this season with uh san antonio but probably score a little bit less which is fine because he's going to give you a little bit more while sacrificing in the scoring area. And he still should be close to 18 to 20 in game in my mind, which is plenty good for him at the number three spot. I have Pal Gasol number four overall. I and mean, he had a career season, and he's a little bit better of a passer and almost averaged two blocks a game, which is double Aldridge. So they're very close, neck and neck. I think that you're going to see um, a little bit of a, a different change in offense uh, with him, and it might uh, hurt him a little bit because Mir- Nikola Mirotic is a factor. Uh, for real, and I and I feel like he should, he's the guy who actually should start alongside Gasol. So if that happens, that might actually cut it into his scoring just a little bit. But regardless, great efficiency, shoots eighty percent plus from the field, forty nine point four last season from um, from the field, eighty percent from the line rather, excuse me, and a great uh, option overall. And then aside from that, I have to go um, to uh, sliding a little bit down here to one of my favorites here, and that's Serge Ibaka, um, one of the best uh free throw shooting power forwards in the game 83.6 percent and he is an absolute monster from a shot blocking perspective now if he could just get to like closer to 10 rebounds per game rather than 7.8 i think he'd be much more valuable but on the flip side of this he's finally going to um have to uh play uh power forward rather than uh, get stuck playing out of position at center half the time there they have steven adams and enos Cantor now so you can sort of um, play that secondary rebounding role and maybe look for his own offense a little bit more in, in that aspect. But super efficient, 47.6%. All his numbers have been trending in the right direction. Did get hurt last year, but from a shot-blocking perspective, there is no better power forward, I think, in the game than Serge Ibaka, who can affect a game in the fantasy perspective from that aspect. So he's going get, to get my top five. Some honorable mentions here um, outside there, and they're just sort of lumped together. I don't know how to necessarily separate them, but... Um, I have uh, Draymond Green six, uh, Al Horford seven, 
And then, um, you know, you could make a case for Vucevic, even though he's not a power forward, but he is power forward eligible on Yahoo. Uh, eight. And then um, Blake Griffin in that mix there at nine. I'm just a little bit more down on Blake Griffin than you are personally um, because he's still shooting just 72% from the free throw line. And that's gotten better every season. So I could be very wrong. The other issue that I have with him is for an amazing athlete that he has, he does not block shots well. He should be averaging like a block and a half per game if he would um, you know, commit to it on defense, but he doesn't. And 7.6 rebounds per game, he could easily be a double-digit rebounder and maybe like a top-five rebounder in the game if he didn't play with DeAndre Jordan, but he is as much as admitted that he um, lets DeAndre get all the rebounds because they're boys, and it helps um, pad uh, DeAndre Jordan's stats, you know, makes him look super valuable to the team. So some of those, I mean, DeAndre Jordan's like 15 rebounds a game really should be like 11 or 12 if he, you know, cut Blake, Blake Griffin in on the action rather than squeezing up every board that comes out there. So those are the two issues I have with Blake Griffin, but all the other stuff from a, like a skills perspective, he has been improving every single season. So I won't be surprised if I'm wrong about the, the number nine rank and he gets um, to a better spot than that. All right, power forwards complete. Now we move on to the all-important center position. Who's going to be holding down the top five spots for you? Well, a lot of the guys I have here are guys that you mentioned with the power forwards. So if you mix them in together, it's, um, you know, a lot of the list that you said already. I'm a big fan of the Marcus Cousins. He would be number one on this list for me. Okay. Um, you know, basically scoring, rebounding, blocking shots. So over um, Anthony Davis, who's also center eligible? Well, if I had the two of them, I think I would take Davis over Cousins. Okay, so um, we'll just, yeah, we'll just treat them both at, as center eligible since people can play them at center. So Yeah, okay. I mean, if that, like I said, I have Davis as my number one power forward on this list, so I didn't use guys that could be in both. I tried to keep them in, like, one spot. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would have Davis one and Cousins two if they're both center eligible. All right. Um, after that, I dropped down. Uh, I have... Al Horford as my number two guy. Um, they say he's going to be healthier, playing a few more minutes. When he gets big minutes last year, he put up huge numbers across the board in every single category. Blocks, assists, uh, rebounds, points. I mean, he's just an absolute stud and a very, very good player. So I have him slightly ahead of Marcus Gasol um, at the center position. Those are my two and three on the list. Gasol, again, another guy. A lot of points, a lot of rebounds, blocks some shots. You know, those are two guys who I really like there. I have um, Vucevic as number four on this list for me. He put up some really big games last year, games where he had 20 rebounds, games where he scored 40 points. Um, So he's a guy that has a lot of upside. I have him as a center down here, so I didn't talk about him on my power forward list. But I would probably have him not far behind guys like, uh, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, probably in like that 5-6 range, maybe a little bit below... uh, you know, uh, guys like Cousins, who we mentioned, and, um, you know, guys like Crawford as well. Um, and then the last guy that I have here on the list is DeAndre Jordan for the reasons that you just mentioned. Um, again, if you're playing on an efficiency site, this is not a guy who's a good free throw shooter. Um, he does have a high field goal percentage because basically all he does is dunk. Um, but he gets just an absolute ton of rebounds for you. So he helps you out a lot in the rebounding stat. He does block a couple shots, probably not as many as you would like him to block um considering that you know that's really all he does for you know fantasy for the big men stuff but i have deandre jordan rounding out my top five as number five uh some guys in honorable mention i'm a big fan of al jefferson i think when he's healthy they run that offense through him uh he's a guy that can get you 20 and 10 just about every game 
Also a big fan of seeing what uh, Rudy Gobert can do this year with a full workload. Um, this is a guy who blocks a ton of shots. He can get some assists for you, some rebounds, score some points. Uh, they do play at a little bit of a slower pace, though, which is something that um, you know concerns me. But I think he can contribute for you across the board. So those are the guys that I have at the top of my list that I'm going to be looking to target this year. All right, to break down my top five from the center position here, there's a little bit of overlap, so I'll go a few spots down in the list. But obviously, Anthony Davis, one. DeMarcus Cousins, two. Uh, you have LaMarcus uh, La- Aldridge and, and Pau Gasol, uh, three and four, all center eligible. I'm going to skip Paul Millsap, who's one of your favorites, and I like him. I uh, just don't know if he can sort of repeat the sort of efficiency and numbers that he produced last season. I don't really – I like him, but I, I want more – I want 10 rebounds a game from my center position. That's one issue that he has. And he does shoot three, so he gives you that added dimension. He's a decent passer at 3.1 assists per game, but I don't like the 75.7% that he shot from the free throw line last year. Maybe that's being stingy from a center position because it's actually not bad. But when we're talking some of the top options in this spot here. There's some great free throw shooters, and he, he's – towards the bottom of that list. So I'll have Serge Ibaka four. And then you finally get to a pure center and Marcus Soul, and he's five for me. Uh, you know, you, I love the efficiency overall. Almost shot 50%, 49.4, and 79.5 from the line. I want to see Brook Lopez go to the next level, hopefully, if he can stay healthy. He only played 29 minutes last last season, and he you know, uh, was super efficient, 51.3% from the field and uh, 81.4% from the line. I, I need him to get closer to 10 rebounds per, per game. I know that he's allergic to the boards, um, but if he can do it, you know, just, just take some Xanax before the game, get some rebounds, and uh, he, he can make a case for him as a strong case for the top five, especially you know, without Darren Williams in this lineup. There's just more... Uh, you know, offensive focus potentially in 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 his lane, and has a chance to really have the best season of his career. Then I have Vucevic in that spot for me at the, at the number five. Uh, you know, he's a double double waiting to happen. You would love for him to block more shots, and you know, shoot seventy five percent, which is not bad. But hopefully, he has room to improve that as a as a young center in the league. So he has some room to grow there as well. Um, right outside of that, uh, I'm going to have Rudy Gobert six with top two three overall upside if he really truly breaks out i think he's um once he gets to the rim he's so long and and so tough inside he's it's almost always a layup um or you know a putback at the rim he's like every rebound and every ball inside is his and he's a dunk um i'm sorry not the dunk but he's a shot blocking machine he should lead the league in blocks with a full 36 38 minutes per game and i hope they give it to him because it's going to be awesome to watch Mm -hmm. it's going to be Almost an automatic double-double. Reminds me of Dennis Rodman on the boards way back in the day with an awesome defensive presence. So I love his game. And, uh, you know, he doesn't hurt himself too much in terms of, like, field goal and free throw uh, efficiency as well. So uh, there's there's my sleeper pick to crack crack into the top five. And then you have a couple of honorable mentions there. I don't per- personally love Kevin Love this season. They're coming off the injury. I think he starts slow. So I would much prefer somebody like Al Jefferson uh, behind him there. And... Um, Blake Griffin, who's also center eligible, then I'll actually slide a little bit down to uh, another guy who you like and I think has some some potential upside with a new team, and that's Greg Monroe. I think that he is a great shot to beat the 15, uh, 16 and 10 that he averaged last season with uh, with an expanded role. And then Nerlens Noel is going to be my my fringe guy in the in the eight to ten range. Or if he goes up to the next level and he's really helped by not having as much defensive attention from uh, with Jaleel Okafor in the lineup, can really go to the next level with his game uh, at the center position. So that's going to round out uh, my top five at the center position here. So all right, any. Uh, Guys that we mentioned, you can go any position here. 
Um, well, now let's just talk a, li- like a little bit off the radar. Um, a, a player that's so far maybe just with that something that happened the off season or something that happened the preseason that sort of interested you for people coming up in their fantasy league so far. Yeah, um, <clears throat> guy who I've been targeting an absolute ton so far, and it actually is two guys who who we'll talk about. Um, the other guy I know is somebody you like. But Ty Lawson coming over to the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. is something that I think could be an absolutely huge boost for him because he played in an up-tempo offense in Denver, and they're going to have an up-tempo offense down there. And I think he has better players around him now on that Houston team, especially scoring-wise, um, you know, better guys that can put the ball in the basket than he's ever had around him before. And that, to me, could lead to him having some just absolutely eye-popping kind of assist numbers this year. And, you know, he's always going to get you 8 or 10 points, you know, every game. He picks up a couple steals for you. And with him leaving Denver, from what I hear, they're saying that um, Emmanuel, how do you say it, Moutier? Moutier? Moutier. Yeah, Moutier is, um, was, was given a green light as the starting point guard for them this year. So if they're going to play, I think they're going to switch their style up a little. I don't think they're going to be as up and down as they have been in the past. But, um, again, he's a guy that's very low on a lot of the uh, average draft position charts. So somebody who's you know not going to get auto-drafted and not going to be somebody that pops off the page to the average person, um, I think you're going to be able to get really good value late in the draft by looking his way as well. So those are two guys that I'm trying to get in there. And then, like you were just mentioning, um, I'm pretty high on Greg Monroe this year. I think he could outproduce the numbers that he had last year, which you just mentioned were still pretty good numbers. So if he's gonna, you know, get close to twenty and ten and give you some assist, um, you know, maybe contribute a little bit in the blocks or steals category, and with where he's being drafted in most leagues, most season long leagues, I think he's somebody that um, can also return really good value for you later on in a draft. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna pay uh, close attention to that. Uh, one guy I'm keeping close tabs on um, because he switched teams and I don't want people to forget about him. Damari Carroll now over at the small starting small forward for Toronto. I think he could really take the pressure off DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry and be a significant factor, just a jack of all trades, sort of Nicholas Batum type, but better scoring option. So keep an eye on him there as well. Alec Burks is healthy now for the Utah Jazz. He's the starting forward over Rodney Hood. I love Rodney Hood's game, but apparently Alec Burks has come up with a, uh, as a man on fire with a mission to win that starting small forward job. I'm sorry, small uh, shooting guard job, so keep an eye on that. And then another position battle that we have to keep tabs on here. Gary Harris is currently listed as the starting shooting guard for the Denver Nuggets uh, as we start out the season here over Wilson Chandler. I think they like Wilson Chandler as their uh, you know bench gunner option there um, and just sort of let uh, Moutier run with the keys to the car along with Danilo Gallinari. So we'll see. There should be some deep league value with Gary Harris as a spot-up three-point shooter coming off his rookie year uh, with the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, so a couple names to keep tabs on throughout the preseason and store to the back of your nines towards the back of your drafts. All right, and that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for your download and convenience. Be sure to give us a rating, a review, and don't forget to subscribe. And uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. And we'll be back here next week, uh, maybe with another mock draft. Get you ready for your, your uh, fancy basketball leagues this season. Thanks for listening, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.